This is Digital Story Podcast number 932, January 30th, 2024. Today's theme is a first look at the OM system OM1 Mark II. I'm Derek Story. Just in case you were wondering, OM System is not sitting on its laurels with the OM1 that was released in March 2022. They followed up their compact marble with the Mark II, and on today's podcast, I'm going to tell you about its feature highlights and who I think this camera is for. I hope you enjoy the show. When you first look at the Mark II, you will notice two things. First, the crown badge now reads OM System and not Olympus. Yes, the change has officially happened. On the OM1, OM System had an agreement with Olympus, you know, when they made the purchase or the transition, that they could retain the Olympus badge for one camera, you know, for one generation of the OM1. And then after that, it will be OM System. And that's where we are now. So it says OM system at the top, OM1 over on one shoulder and down. In the lower corner, it now says Mark II. The second thing you'll notice, practically nothing else has changed on the outside. And if you're an OM1 owner, that's a good thing because all of your accessories will work with the Mark II, including the external battery grip. And I'm really happy about that because that's, well, I wouldn't say it's a pet peeve that I have, but boy, it's a disappointment sometimes when they just make the slightest little change <laughs> to the body so your grips don't work. And I'm not just talking about the battery grip, but, you know, any sort of grip, you know, let's say you have a grip with the tripod mount on the bottom, the Arca Swiss thing, and it's just off by a little bit. It's just maddening. The OM-1 Mark II Everything that worked on your OM-1 should work on your OM-1 Mark II as well. So that is a very good thing. Now, underneath the hood, there are upgrades and an intriguing new feature. But before we get to that, let's just take a look at the spec highlights. This will be, for the most part, a review of the OM-1 as well as the OM-2 because a lot of these haven't changed. For example, five axis image stabilization with up to 8.5 shutter speed steps compensation, same as before. Eye level OLED electronic viewfinder at 5.76 million dots, a three inch very angle monitor, approximately 1.62 million dots. Dust and splash proof, of course, IP53 rated. High-speed cross-type phase detection AF, 1,053 points. High-speed contrast AF, 1,053 points. AI detection autofocus, computational photography for identifying a variety of subjects. Now, here's where our first big change happens. There are more subjects that the camera can identify. I'll get into that shortly. Silence sequential shooting. SH1 approximately 120 frames per second with selectable 60, 100, and 120 frames without blackout. Without blackout, that's kind of important. 
4K video recording with vertical video mode on the Mark II, so that's new. Sensor dust reduction via the supersonic wave filter, something that we all love about Olympus and OM system. We just don't get dust like everyone else does. Now here's a very, very new feature. The world's first live graduated neutral density shooting functionality. I'm definitely going to get into that in a second. Can withstand freezing temperatures down to minus 10 centigrade. 50 megapixel handheld high resolution shot with 80 megapixel tripod high resolution shot. It can be used as a webcam. It's compatible with UVC and UAC. You just plug it in and it'll work. And twin UHS 2 SD memory card slots. So those are the specifications. And as I said, a lot of that is reviewed because this Mark II is essentially the same camera as the OM-1 with some tweaks, upgrades, and a little faster processing. Let's get into the Grad ND because this is a fascinating new feature. It uses computational photography to replicate the effects of using a half ND filter, neutral density filter. So it allows the photographer to control brightness and darkness within the image, much like an external graduated neutral density filter. So you don't have to screw in or do anything over the front of the lens if you want a graduated neutral density filter now you don't have to do it in post if that's not your thing you can actually do it in camera through live gnd shooting you can adjust filter steps so you got gnd 2 4 or 8 and then types also soft medium or hard and you can do this in real time through the electronic viewfinder or the rear lcd this function allows for customization of the effects position and angle. You know, that's one of the things. I, I love graduated neutral density filters. I've been using them since the film days. But some are more limited than others, depending on what kind you get, how much you want to spend on the system. And you can spend a lot of money on these things. And then sometimes they're just a straight line in the middle and you, you can rotate it a little bit one way or the other, but that's it. Other types will slide in a holder, right? And you can rotate a bit you know, and play with them that way. I wouldn't say they're a pain because it feels like they're really worth it uh, for the right setting. But now to have all of that built into the camera. So that means that you don't have to worry about what lens you have on the front of the Mark II, even if it doesn't have filter threads. Let's say it's a super wide angle lens that doesn't have filter threads or something like that, because you have this functionality with every lens that you put on the camera. So the Grad ND is definitely an exciting and fascinating new feature for the Mark II. Another area they have beefed up a bit, there's more AI autofocus. So they use deep learning technologies and it's been enhanced to recognize even more subjects. Here's the list they have right now and it includes humans, by the way. So now you have humans, formula racing cars, motorcycles, airplanes, helicopters, trains, birds, and common animals such as dogs and cats. This integration enhances well-established face priority, eye priority, AF, 
significantly refining autofocus capabilities. So it can accurately identify subjects even when they're in profile, facing away, or obscured by hidden facial features. Now the subjects are tracked within the frame, ensuring that they remain in focus, and it can follow intricate details like the driver's helmets or the eyes of birds and other animals, going well beyond what we normally could do without this assist. So the AI autofocus, which is just a lovely feature. And those of you that have OM1s and who have played with it know how well it works. You know, sometimes you kind of go into these things and you go, yeah, I know on paper they say it works, but when I get out in the field, can it really follow that bird as it's flying across the sky? Yeah, it can, and it will. And it can lock in on, you know, like the eyes of the bird. So not only do you get the bird in flight, you get sharp eyes while the bird is in flight. I mean, it's really quite amazing. This is another area that has been beefed up with the Mark II, the AI autofocus. So when you start thinking about this camera, and it's not a cheap camera. It comes in at $2,399. Who should buy it, right? Who should buy the OM-1 Mark II? Well, I think there are a few categories that investment would be worth it. Wildlife and birding enthusiasts are definitely at the top of the list because the equivalent lenses that have tremendous reach are so much lighter and compact. Plus, Olympus is announcing at the same time a brand new uh, digital ED 150 millimeter to 600 millimeter f5.0 to 6.3 IS lens. So that provides an effective focal length up to 1,200 millimeters, 1,200 millimeters that you can hand hold. Yet it weighs just over 2,000 grams, a notch over four pounds. You have this tremendous reach. I mean, when I used to work for Low Pro, we had a backpack, and this was a huge backpack for the Canon 600 millimeter lens that birders used. And they had to carry this lens in its own backpack. And like I said, it was a tall backpack. That was just 600 millimeters. This you can carry around all day on camera and it's 1200 millimeters, twice as much. It's, it's just insane how good Micro Four Thirds is for wildlife and birding photography. And they have, you know, all the other lenses that we know about. They've got the 40 to 150 F4 Pro. So now this is the smaller, lighter one. They have the 40 to 150 millimeter F2.8. That's the one that I use, but they have the F4. And the F4 comes in at 382 grams, only 13 and a half ounces for 80 to 300 millimeters. And you still get F4. You still get F4. Now the F2.8 version, by the way, weighs 760 grams, 1.67 pounds. I think the big difference, in addition to the maximum aperture being F2.8 on the bigger one instead of F4, on the bigger one, you can also use the 1.4X and the 2X matched teleconverters. So the bigger one is definitely more versatile because of its larger maximum aperture. 
and being able to take the teleconverters. But if you just want to travel super light, and I'm saying super light, 13 and a half ounces, and have 80 to 300 millimeter reach on the OM-1 or the OM-1 Mark II, that's craziness. I mean, that is really cool stuff. And then of course they also have the 300 millimeter F4 Pro. And don't forget about the Panasonic Leica 200 millimeter F2.8, which is a beautiful lens. So that gives you 400 millimeters at F2.8. So if you're wildlife, birding, sports photography, something where you need that kind of reach, this system is just fantastic. And you can work all day with these lenses and have as much or more reach than the guys standing on either side of you. Now, another strength of the system is macro photography. And there's something about the micro four thirds sensor that is just a real sweet spot for macro photography because it gives you a little extra depth of field. And that extra depth of field comes in so handy when you're just right on top of a subject and you have extreme magnification. It's the difference between being able to shoot at f5.6 and f16, which is a very big difference. And they have three lenses, Olympus has three lenses for macro photographers. So they have the 90 millimeter f3.5. That's the new one that just came out last year. And that's a pro level lens. They have the 60 millimeter f2.8. That's the one that I use most of the time. It's smaller, lighter, and they have a 30 millimeter f3.5. They're all three good macro optics. And so you have a nice choice there. How many camera brands give you three top drawer macro lenses to choose from? Everything that you would want in a macro lens to something that's really light and compact. So again, if macro photography is your thing, again, this system is fantastic. And then of course, travel photographers and journalists definitely benefit from this system. You know, there are a whole lot of interchangeable lens cameras available these days. Almost all of them are really good, but very few combine the strengths of the OM system in such a compact package. That's why we see so many of the OM1s uh, on the digital story workshops, for example, just because these people, you know, they know they're going to be out in the field for hours uh, during the workshop. They want to be comfortable. They want to get great shots. They want to travel light. And the Olympus system, the OM system, just makes sense for that kind of work. Now, I think the big question is, or one of the big questions is, if you have an OM1, should you upgrade to the OM1 Mark II? And I, you know, I'm wrestling with this myself. <laughs> I mean, I have a OM1 in my backpack that I carry every day. I have it out on the desk right now. And honestly, it looks as fresh as new as the day that I bought it. And I've been all over the place with this camera. So should I invest in the Mark II? Well, that's not an easy question for me to answer. So let me take a sidestep just for a second. The Mark II has really improved performance in addition to everything else that we've talked about. So for example, in pro capture mode, the Mark II allows for retrospective capture of approximately 99 frames and increase over the OM-1's 70 frames. So if you want to use pro capture, if you use pro capture a lot, you basically get 
an extra 29 frames, you know, that it captures before you press the shutter button. If you do a lot of sequential shooting, the Mark II can capture 219 JPEGs or 213 frames raw at 120 frames per second. Now that's a big improvement over the OM-1's 92 frames for either RAW or JPEG. 213 versus 92 if you're shooting in RAW. You know, when you get into those sorts of areas, if those make a difference to your photography, then having the Mark II as your primary camera and then moving the OM-1 to your secondary camera, your backup camera, or selling the OM-1 and getting a decent price for it and put that money towards the Mark II, those sort of scenarios start to make a little bit of difference. The autofocusing, in addition to having more AI subjects, just in general, the autofocusing is snappier and more accurate and robust than with the OM-1, you know, the Mark II. So there's a lot of those sort of things. And so, and I think that's what it comes down to. Because in terms of the sensor, the sensor size is the same, still has the basically the same processor, although it's been enhanced a bit. A lot of the specifications are the same, the image stabilization, the number of AF dots, you know, all that kind of stuff is basically the same. It really does come down to these features that I've highlighted today. Are they something that interests you, that would help you with your work or your travel or whatever you're doing? then yes. And then you can decide what to do with your existing OM-1. As I said, what a heck of a backup camera that would make or sell it uh, to help defray the costs for the Mark II. As I mentioned earlier, $2,399 for the OM-1 Mark II. They are doing a pre-order special which gets you an extra battery. So one battery comes with it and they're doing the thing, they did this the first time too, where if you order before the end of February, you'll get a free second battery as also. They also have some lens bundles, and if you buy one of the lenses on the list, then you can get up to $300 off on the bundle. So they do have some specials right now. Now, when you get to the bottom line on this camera, you know, it's a powerhouse interchangeable lens camera that provides more compact options and that's in large part because of the of the lenses you know you have so many different choices with the lenses than as full frame competitors the mark ii is especially appealing for serious photographers who venture outside the studio for people who work in the field they work in harsh environments and changing conditions this camera makes a lot of sense so unless you're a stay-at-home kind of guy or you really like the cardio workouts that come with lugging lots of gear up the trail, I would say that the latest OM-1 Mark II is worth looking at. And there's probably going to be some excellent deals on the OM-1, the original OM-1, which is still a fantastic camera. What am I going to do? Honestly, I haven't decided yet. Mikey releases the new 50mm f1.8 autofocus lens for the Z-mount and the E-mount for $159. And you can read more about this and place your order, if you want, on the global site. And I have a link in the show notes. 
I think this is interesting because this Chinese lens company has been making some waves uh, over the last year with some of the lenses they've released for basically in all the mounts in Fuji and Sony, Nikon, even Micro Four Thirds. And the thing, you know, they started out with manual focus lenses, but now they're moving into autofocus lenses and the initial reviews have been quite good. This lens that they make, the 51.8, if you don't want to buy the native 50 millimeter for either Sony E or Nikon Z, which is somewhat pricey, but you kind of want to have a 50 millimeter around for certain situations, then this one you can get for $159. And in fact, when you go to their site, they say, hey, if you sign up for the email list, we'll even give you a discount on your first order. So now suddenly you can get it for $149. What they say about it here is that the lens is easy to carry and its images are sharp and clear at any aperture. The 50 millimeter F1.8 uses the newest optical structure, making it able to achieve a large aperture of F1.8 while maintaining miniaturization and lightweight. <laughs> so English is not their native language here. Multi-layer coating technology is used on both sides of the lens to restore more realistic colors. And the coating also repels dust and stains, which can easily be wiped clean. So the Z mounts available now, the E mount will be available at the end of February of this year. Again, $159. So if you need a 50 for either of these mounts, you want the autofocus. It's maybe not a lens you use all the time, but you'd like to have one in your stable. Take a look around, look at the reviews on these lenses and see what you think. It's a pretty darn good price. Coming up in April, we have the Spring in Sedona Photography Workshop. We still have a seat open, and this is when we return to where we had a fantastic workshop in Northern Arizona last year in the fall. We're going back in the spring this year because I want to see how this landscape looks. We're having a pretty decent rainy season and I'm hoping very much for some wildflower action while we're in Arizona. Uh, we have everything dialed in. We have great locations that we go to. We have a fantastic place to stay. We get to stay there together. It's, it's a fun workshop. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. If you're interested in starting out your workshop season, hanging out with other Virtual Camera Club members. It's an affordable workshop, and I guarantee you will come home with lots of pictures and lots of stories. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes, click on workshops on the digital story, or go to thenimblephotographer.com, place your deposit, and your spot will be reserved. Why you should print your photos. And this is not me. This is not me. This is an article in a video on fstoppers.com. And I have a link in the show notes. I was happy to see someone articulate uh, this argument so well. I'm just going to read you a couple paragraphs. And if you're interested in learning more about this, because there's a lot of good detail about how to actually do this, the link is in the show notes. Printing images is a rewarding yet often overlooked aspect of photography. 
This process transforms digital captures into tangible art, playing a pivotal role in a photographer's creative expression and giving you a meaningful way to display your work. Coming to you from Simon Baxter, this insightful video begins with Baxter sharing his passion for woodland photography and his meticulous approach to printing. He emphasizes the importance of not rushing the process, allowing images to mature over time. Baxter's philosophy resonates with photographers who view their work as a continual process rather than a series of isolated events. His method of revisiting and editing images based on evolving emotional connections is particularly interesting. This philosophy, treating each step from shooting to printing as interconnected, enriches the final artwork and imbues it with a deeper personal significance. Baxter also highlights the technical aspects of printing, such as monitor calibration and paper selection, underscoring their impact on the final print. His detailed explanation of how different papers can influence the mood and texture of an image provides valuable insights for photographers striving to fully realize their artistic intent. This attention to detail in the printing process is a testament to the craftsmanship that goes into each piece and how even small differences can affect the final output. There is this video that's with the article link and you can actually watch Simon Baxter do his thing and articulate you know, why he thinks this is a great approach to his photography and why it might be beneficial to you. I thought it was really interesting and I thought you might enjoy it as well. Okay, let's take care of the little virtual camera club news. I'm gonna start out with the Nimble Photographer newsletter. This is a newsletter that comes out every Thursday. What I'm going to do this week, since we have the announcement of the OM-1 Mark II in the podcast, then I'm going to cover the new lenses that were announced in the newsletter, because there was also additional announcements from OM System. We can only talk about so much in the podcast, so I'm going to break the lenses into the newsletter. And then, of course, we're talking about the camera itself today. If you're interested in signing up for the newsletter, I have a link in the show notes, or you can go to thenimblephotographer.com and click on the link there. It's free, comes out every Thursday, and it really allows me to have more breadth to the coverage of the things that I'm doing. Uh, this week is a perfect example. I want to give a big shout out to our Inner Circle members. These are the folks that support our community month in and month out. And they are active on our inner circle space on Derek's story online. It's hard for me to describe how wonderfully it's evolved over the last year. And uh, as I've mentioned before, I think there's always sort of a tipping point on things like this. And then once you reach that tipping point, it becomes its own living being. And I think we're at that point right now. I don't have to stoke the fire very much anymore. There are things that I do, of course, you know, we have the photo challenge and I run polls and share information, stuff like that. But now, now that we're past that tipping point, the members of the community are also initiating topics and discussions and sharing pictures and doing all that sort of stuff. 
And that's what's really exciting because now not only am I a facilitator, but I also get to enjoy uh, this group of people as well as a member of that community. So it's a blast. And if you're interested in becoming part of the Inner Circle, it's really easy. Just click on the Patreon tile that's on all the pages of the digital story. Nose around a bit. When you sign up, which you can do right there, then you also get an invite to our Inner Circle space on Derek's Story Online. I think it's really rewarding. And plus, you get discounts on all of our workshops online or in person. And a big thanks to our Inner Circle members for supporting this community. And finally, I want to give a big shout out to our friends at Red River Paper, longest running sponsor of the digital story. Now, this story, this video that Simon Baxter did, well, Red River Paper has been all over that for years, right? <laughs> they, they have already articulated all those points, but sometimes you need to hear a fresh voice, right? It's like maybe sometimes you're brother or your sister tells you something over and over again you you should do this you should do this right and you just sort of go yeah 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 i should do this and then your best friend tells you the same thing and you go yeah yeah you're right i should do it right so that's why sometimes i bring in fresh voices when it comes to inkjet printing and the value of it but everything that you need to know is on the red river paper site right now you can just click on the tile that's on all the pages of the digital story. You can look at all the papers that are available. You can read the tutorials. You can read the reviews. You can order supplies that you need. You can even get templates for projects such as fine art greeting cards. It's all there. It will continue to be there and they continue to add to it. We're really lucky to have them as a sponsor. I appreciate the work they do so much, not only sponsoring our podcast, but the work they do for the inkjet printing community. Red River Paper, as I said, a tile on all the pages of Digital Story, and they have a terrific Facebook page at facebook.com slash Red River Paper. All right, it's going to do it for me this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. Very exciting news about this new camera. I'll be back next week with more good stuff. Until then, get out there, take some pictures, stay safe. See you next Tuesday. Bye-bye now.